crisis and a mission trip in, in uh, Jamaica with a lot of friends. And he asked me to pray today. And he said last week that for him, Sundays, the BBS is the best Sunday for him. And he was right. I mean, after, you know, watching all those kids uh, this week, hundreds of hundreds of kids, I just want to say thank you so much for being able to do all this uh, hard work for the kids and for all the families who showed up this week. And also I want to thank uh, all of the uh, teachers who were involved in such a ministry. I'm amazed to see all those folks working tirelessly for the kingdom of God. Kevin was right when he said about, when he told us about those goats. I was there and they were so delicious. Very good. <laughs> and thank you, uh, Didi. Where is Didi? Thank you for those wonderful songs. And thank you for blessing the church and picking up those wonderful, wonderful songs. I really appreciate you. There is one verse that I really like in the Bible. When David said in Psalms 122, I rejoice with those who say to me, let us go to his brainer church of Christ, the house of the Lord. My name is Marco Diaz, and I approve this message. <laughs> so thank you, brothers and sisters, for being here this morning. And let me tell you something before I start. I, I began. You know, in English, I have to write all these notes because it's my second language. In Spanish, I don't have to. So please be patient with me uh, this morning. The bed number eight of the intensive care unit was my room for several months. I was alone, lost with fear, in pain, in dark with no hope. 130 miles away from home, I was left lying on the seat of my car with 14 bullets in my body. Amid the anguish, uncertainty, and despair, the that was the darkest night in my life. And that happened 
in November 1991. The scars on my body remind me of that tragedy. And for some years, brothers and sisters, I struggled to recover because the damage was severe. Doctors and nurses thought I will be paralyzed for the rest of my life. But here I am. Friends and family tried to comfort me, but there was not comfort to be had. I was alone in the intensive care unit, but not for long. One day, a man opened the door and walked in the room. I did not recognize him. But he was very nice. He was so nice to me. And I remember the words that he strange man tell me that day. He said, Marco, be courage. Everything is going to be all right. This man was not a, uh, my doctor. I knew my doctor. He had a striking appearance, tall and dressed in white. He had cheekbones and silver white hair like mine. And his eyes, oh, let me tell you, his eyes. His eyes were crystal blue and bright, beautiful, beautiful. As quickly he has entered, he left. In the blink of an eye, he was gone. Now, after many years, I am convinced that this man was an angel sent from God. I don't know about you, but let me tell you this. I believe in miracles. I believe in angels. And I believe Jesus Christ is still active because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still active. Marco, you are going to be all right, he said. You will get through this. Now, who was this visitor? From where did he come? 
Did God send an emissary to bring a hope and comfort? I think so. I think so. Why am I saying this, brothers and sisters? The only reason I'm telling you my story this morning is because Joshua, Joshua will wait on this discussion. He has a story that parallels mine. Joshua wasn't alone in a hospital like I was. But he has, along with a challenge, Joshua was near Jericho. Joshua chapter 5 and verse 13, the Bible reads, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Joshua saw a man like I did. And when when I read these verses, it reminds me what I went through. And like I told you before, brothers and sisters, The Lord is still active today. And He's among us. And He's always ready to bring us comfort. The first thing Joshua observed was a visible battle that lay before him. And you know, the city of Jericho was a walled city. The walls tore from six to high stories, high and and were several yards thick. Inside were wall armed, and firstly were like people. What Joshua saw with his eyes was indeed a giant and immense proportion. Joshua and his soldiers had never faced such challenge. They had fought battles in the wilderness, but never, ever had they thought of fortified city. They had never passed this way before. And perhaps you haven't either. Perhaps you're facing a challenge unlike any you have ever faced before. It looms on the horizon like an angry Jericho. It consumes your thoughts and saps your strength. It wakes you up and keeps you awake. It is the biggest challenge in your life. When Paul wrote the letter to Ephesians, he said, 
But our battle is not against flesh and blood. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. That's our battle. And we have to fight the battle. But the good things, brothers and sisters, is that we don't have to face the battle alone. The commander, the commander of the heavenly host will uh, battle and we fight for us. And that's why we have his Holy Spirit. We will only be victorious in our spiritual battles if we acknowledge Jesus as the commander and chief and follow his plans and his strategy. In verse 14 in Joshua chapter 5, neither he replied, but the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for this servant? After spending several years in a hospital, I got the same message. I remember the last day that I spent in the hospital. Doctors told me, Marco, it is time for you now to go and preach the gospel. That's why I really, really love this story of Joshua. It reminds me of the battles I faced a long time ago. And you know, brothers and sisters, God communicates in different ways. He works in ways that we don't understand. Yes, he does. And the story of Moses, a blazing bush led him wide-eyed and barefoot. And the same story is repeated with Joshua in verse 15. A talking donkey got the attention of Balaam. A blazing angel guarded the empty tomb of Jesus. The Bible is famous for surprise encounters. Yet, no visit is more mysterious than this one. A man is standing in front of him with a drawn sword. Who was he? Who was he? Let us eliminate some options. He was not an apparition. He wasn't. 
You know why? He had flesh and bones. He had muscles that held the sword. He had vocal cords that created a voice. He wasn't a vision. He wasn't a spirit or ghost or a figment Joshua's imagination. Nor was he an angel. We are tempted to think so. After all, angels have swords. Angels can take fleshy forms. Angels have, angel have courage and, and defy enemies. But here is the difference. Angels do not accept worship. So who was then? This, this guest was no mortal. He wasn't an angel of operation. He was God incarnate. What we call a real theophany. A visible manifestation uh, to humankind of God. He was Jesus Christ, a real Christophany. What Jesus did in Bethlehem for us, he did near Jericho for Joshua. He became flesh and paid his servant a visit. The commander spoke to a commander. Jesus, brothers and sisters, is enacting being before his birth on earth. Jesus Christ is the same. He never changed. He is the commander of the army of the Lord. The message to Joshua is unmistakable. Hey, Joshua, Jericho may have it once, but you have more. You have God. Hey, brothers and sisters, the life can be difficult. The problems in life, brother, will stay there. But you know what? You have more than that. God has promised to be with us every day until the end of the earth. So Joshua needed to remind her of God's mighty presence. And let God's presence fill this place. Every time I come to this building, you know this building is my second home. I've been here every, every day, sometimes until late at night. And every time I walk in this beautiful building, I always thank God for, be, for giving me the opportunity to be part of his body. 
and for allowing me to preach the gospel in this country and for giving me the privilege to have a building like this. I never dreamed having a, a building like this. I never dream being here preaching to beautiful people like you are. And I mean it from my heart. So two questions. What is the Jericho? Or what are the Jerichos in your life? Thought? An unforgiven spirit, resentment and bitterness, a struggle with an illness, loss of loved ones, struggle with an addiction, struggle with a partner or a child, struggle with conflicting emotions. I don't know. But let me tell you again, let me remind you again that you are not alone. Jesus is with us fighting this battle. After staying for a long time in an intensive care unit, I was finally transferred to another room, then to another, and to another. Until the doctors told me all right, Marco, all right, my friend, tomorrow you will be going home. Next day, doctors find a severe infection. I was running a high fever and have to stay 30 more days in that hospital. Finally, I went home. I weighed 100, I mean 80 pounds when I left hospital. One day I was laying on my bed, alone, with fear in pain. Then my mother and my wife came to my room. They, want, they wanted to say a prayer because it was time for my mother to come back to the U.S. But their prayers were in the spirit intense, with power, with faith, with confidence, supplicants. And when, when they finished praying, the same man who had appeared to me long ago, he appeared again and said, I tell you, 
everything was, was going to be all right. Now when you recover from this, you have to start to work. I have commanded you. At the end of my story, brothers and sisters, fever was gone. No fear, no pain, no loneliness, no darkness, and hope to start working in my life. And I want to tell you this morning, don't you go to your Jericho without first going to your commander. In fact, Jericho may be strong. And the end of my story, fever was gone, no fear, no pain, no loneliness. Jesus is stronger. Let him be your strength. At the end of the book of Joshua, in chapter 24, Joshua told his people, beginning in verse 13 through 15, Joshua 24. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build. And you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undecidable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. But here is the good thing. Here is the thing that I really like the most about this. He said, okay, folks, if you want to, if you want to worship, you know, those idols that your father worshiped on the other side of the river, you can do so. But here is the point. Me and my house will serve the Lord. Me and my household will serve the Lord. And that's what really like about this. So, I want to close this morning and ask you, what is your Jericho, brothers? What is the battle you're facing? Are you facing your battle alone? Do you think that Satan is winning your battle? Why don't you call the commander of host and let him and allow him to come to give you comfort and to fight for you. Why don't you do that? I think it is time for us to call our Lord and say, Lord, I can't go no more. I tried 
so many ways, but I can't. Why don't you come to me? Why don't you fight for me? I want you to be in front of my battle and let you come for me. Why don't we do that? Let the Lord of hosts fight for us. So, I want to invite you this morning to come forward. In fact, let me tell you this. Every time when I preach and when I make the invitation at the end, I always said this, and I will repeat it this morning. I think when we made an invitation to come, I think every single one of us need to come forward. And I, why I say this, brothers? Because we're all sinners. We all make mistakes. And we need our Lord. So this morning is an opportunity for you to come. Let us stand, please. We're going to sing a song. And if you're willing to come forward this morning, you're welcome. Thank you, brothers. Thank you for your patience, and thank you for what you do. God bless.